he interrupted me and he said, Ronsley, I get the feeling from you that you think the world owes you something because you were the first to market. The world owes you nothing. You just have to get better. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you for being a loyal listener. Thank you for checking us out. If this is your first time listening, please subscribe. We'd love that. Uh, one of the reasons I am super excited to be here with you today is that we have an expert on all things podcasting as our guest today on the show. Ronsley Vaz is the founder of the award-winning audio marketing agency, Must Amplify, and he is also the executive producer of the Psychology of Entrepreneurship. So we're going to be talking entrepreneurship and podcasting, which I love. Those are like the intersection for me, so I love that. And she, he is the host of Should I Start a Podcast? So definitely check that out, especially if you love what he is sharing because he's a wealth of information. And I cannot wait to pick his brain on this podcast. So welcome, Ronsley. Super psyched to have you here. Amira, thank you so much. I, 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 I promise you, I still don't consider myself an expert in podcasting because there have been people who've been around for, you know, decades and have been holding the fort of podcasting way longer than I have. I'm about eight years in uh, and so much to learn, so much has changed, so much is different, but excited to have this conversation because, you know, uh, these conversations need to be had. And I think, um, People think about podcasting as a marketing tool, but forget that it is the power of voice that really, really matters. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm excited to have you. So I want to play off of a few things you just said there, because eight years, not insignificant. Okay, so you're modest, but that's a long time in podcasting land. Not as long as that, like, you know, the big guns out there, but that's a significant amount of time. I'd love to to know what has changed over those eight years. But before I hand the mic over to you, I do want to say, I want to be transparent with my audience that one of the reasons Ronsley is on this podcast right now is because I want to just pick his brain because I love podcasting. I love like we do tons of teaching. I, I share a ton. We, we're starting to bring on guests and that's really fun for me to, to learn from different people. And I want it to reach a ton more people, help a ton more people. So like pulling back the curtains here, you're going to hear how I dig in and ask questions when I really want to know how things are, how things get done. So there you go. That's the frame up. What's changed in the eight years that you've been doing this? Um, a lot has changed, Amira. When I started, uh, when I started 2013, um, I think I, I can't remember the number of podcasts that were out there, but they were definitely under like half a million for sure. I can't really remember the number, but I like 
like, see, I got onto the banner section of iTunes. That's how I got famous, right? I, I, I became, I don't know, I got next to ABC Radio and Triple J in Australia. It was big for about three or four months. And that took my podcast to like, you know, new audiences and, and, and I got a million listeners in, um, in about four and a half months, That's but amazing. that, that is amazing. <laughs> and it's difficult to repeat, I suppose, but it, I don't know where they got the graphics from. Like, it's not like I submitted the graphics to iTunes for them to oh. get, so they just Interesting. did it. Yeah. They just happened one day and someone asked me, send me a message saying, how did you partner with Apple? And I said, wait, what? And then they send me a screenshot and I'm like, oh, I don't even have that graphic. So they made that graphic somehow from my logo. Um, and it was up there and uh, lucky I got a screenshot like because I don't remember these things, right? I don't like think about, oh, you just capture that. You might need it later or, or, or any of that stuff. But a lot has changed. You think about how the word podcasts now, like I remember three years ago, um, one of our clients is Vayner Media, so I get a chance to go to New York a lot. But that's one, exciting. Okay, can we talk about that? What? what <laughs> wait, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that. So when when I, one of my, I remember three or four years ago, three years ago probably, I called my wife on the way to 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 uh, the airport in New York, and I said. I just drove past a billboard that said, I heart radio and podcasts. Like, you know, now we're talking about podcasts, like it's a normal thing. But when I started, it wasn't a normal thing. It was people like, what is a podcast? And I, I have screenshots and I have like, you know, Facebook posts of capturing an image of getting into an uber and seeing car play for the first time and podcasts or or stuff like that right so a lot it's, has changed okay, a lot has changed okay so let's go back to the so two follow-up questions here you started eight years ago before it was a thing before people knew what podcasts were and were regularly like downloading and listening what got you into the podcasting world why did you start well, I know your your message is all around amplifying voice, but tell us that story a little bit. I think that's interesting. Well, my first business was a restaurant. So everyone told me to, to monetize my passion and I've cooked for some of the most famous people on the planet. And uh, I've made people cry with my food and it's been some of the most crazy experiences. Even when I tell it now, I'm like, that yeah, that happened. So I started a restaurant. Um, you know, got my chefing qualifications and all that kind of stuff, but the business was broken. I, long story short, we did service on Saturday. On Sunday, the locks were changed. I had $478,000 of debt and I had to figure out a way. I had a job probably a couple of days later, um, but I was not employable. And I had five jobs in six months or something like that. And uh, so I created this... Uh, the service where chefs would go into people's homes and cook their meals for them for the whole week, put in their Google calendar and chefs that had spare time would plug it from one end, like the Uber for chefing. So to promote that and the idea that parents had to think about what they had to feed their kids, I started this podcast called Bond Appetit, which was about uniting people through food. Now I would never name that, that, 
term again because I know better now that no one knows what bon appetit means. So <clears throat> anyway, that's how that got famous. It's a food podcast. Um, and I just released a show a day, uh, sorry, a show, three shows a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I think that's probably the secret when people ask me, what did you do? Eight o'clock, 8 a.m., Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So let me interrupt you there. So we release three episodes a week. Is that still the the metric, the, the good metric to, in? you said lots has changed over the last eight years. And we've been releasing it, I don't know, something about like 3 a.m. when, so that it gets to people first thing in the morning. Would you recommend shifting that time? Well, it depends on what's working for your audience right now, right? What 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 are they trained to listen to? It's very different. When I started, I didn't have all these things. Like I, I the thing about the three shows is yes, because you get more reps, right? More reps is always better. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in what you're publishing. The more reps you get, the better the show gets, the more audience reach. If someone's listening to one show, the chance of them listening to like four or five is quite high. So um, I'm always a fan of <clears throat> more reps, at least okay. once a week, at least once a week. But if you can get two and three, bonus. Would you go higher? Would you like, is there, does it top out? Like, do you burn out your audience? Like they think, oh my God, I can't keep up. So I need to just let that one go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's got to be consumable, right? So it's got to be like when you think about any of the famous shows that you consume and reconsume, whether it's podcasts or TV series, there's a stopping point. The stopping point is super important because it allows you to to want the next one. Like, you know, the music is not the note, is the space between the notes sort of thing. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same thing. Okay. So then I have a question on that. We do, you can tell me I'm doing this all wrong. I'd love to, to get your feedback. We do uh, coaching uncut, which is a, um, the, the audience gets to listen into a coaching call that I do with my immersion clients who get to talk to me every day for 15 minutes, five to 15 minutes. And they get this little nugget and we use some sort of call that we think will be impactful. The, the coaching client's get to say yay or nay and whether they want to be recorded it's not an obligated obligation thing but that's one episode so that's a 15 20 minute sometimes if there's a big thing and i have time i'll go a little longer 15 20 minutes then there are my um teaching episodes where i do like this is how to change your mindset this is how to scale a business like i'm digging into some content and that's anywhere from half an hour to an hour usually 40 45 minutes. So the different time amount each time. And then we have um, this morning mindset club that I do and we compile the audio recordings that I do on that. And that varies in time also because those can be two minute audio recordings or seven minute and then we're putting seven together for the whole week, yada, yada, yada. So there's, there's these different, and then there's interviews, right? Which I tend to like long form because I feel like you, you get past the sound bites and you get into what people are really about. But sometimes someone only has a half an hour, so it's a half an hour interview. Yeah. Is that effing me up because it's not a clear time structure? Well, 
if you're not looking at this on video, but you're just listening, he's looking down and trying to find the polite words to say, yeah, you're effing it up. <laughs> okay. I, I'm trying, I'm trying to use an example. Like if I was watching the big bang theory, for example, and they suddenly showed me, uh, you know, uh, an episode of Seinfeld, it, it, even though it's in the same genre, like it would throw me off. Right. And when I, when I think about consumption, it's very different to a Facebook ad, right? For, for example, a Facebook ad or any sort of mar other marketing, let, let me just break down marketing because I, I feel like when you think about marketing, there's the social marketing, there's obviously words, uh, blogging and, and books and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, there's video and there's audio, right? Audio is the only form that you can consume while you're doing other things. Everything else, you got to stop what you're doing to consume that audio. And they're all in different ways you have to consume them. Like video is visual. The audio is still the most important thing, but people are judging even before you start, you know, you say something, right? For example, um, blogging uh, or, 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 or text um, or books in that, you, you've really got to commit to whatever it is that you're going through nowadays when it comes to marketing. Social is pretty quick um, and social ads, obviously pretty quick. Now see, audio is very different because when someone's consuming your audio, they're like at least half an hour. Well, actually the, 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 the stats are actually 58 minutes. Is, is what is the optimal time? Average. Average, average, list, average listener, podcast listener is consuming 58 minute episodes. Oh, that's so interesting because I was told 30 minutes, keep it to 30 minutes. And I, you know, I'm, I, I'm giving the big middle finger to that. Obviously, I, I, I like to talk. No, no, so, I mean, yeah, that, that is the stat. It doesn't mean yeah. anything, right? That is, that is someone that has taken a bunch of things and put them into a report so and it, said, this right. Is a stat. So it, it doesn't actually mean the people like 58 minute podcasts. No, and I actually okay. would say, you know, I would, I would recommend people keep it under because it's very easy to get caught in the idea that nothing has to be edited out. But if I break it into perspective, you would never read a blog post that's not edited. You would never read a book that's not edited. Why would you listen to a podcast that's not edited? Why would someone listen to that? Right? You have a really good point. So now I have a question. I have a follow-up question on that. So yeah. I love long form. I will listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, right? Which is what, three hours, sometimes three and a half, could be longer, could be a little less. I don't get wigged out that I can't finish it in one sitting. I just like, just press play the next time I want to listen and I'm ready. Does he edit his, do you think? Or is that just like- uh, He's got a producer in house, doesn't he? Like while live. <laughs> that is cutting out pieces of the conversation and splicing it. Is that there what is you mean editing. by editing? Yeah, there is. So, okay. So again, Joe Rogan's not a good example because <laughs> Joe Rogan's got access to guests and he's got so much of interviewing skills under his belt that a three hour interview is someone, something that someone would put time aside to actually consume. So that's, it, it, it's not a metric or measure that can be used, right. And should not be used. Does that make sense? Yes, I understand that. So it's like long form content is great if 
if the audience is trained to listen to that long form content and it's consumable. What I mean by edited is when you think about editing anything uh, or you say, for example, you write a book and you've, you've, write, you've written your manuscript, right? And you send it to the editor. And when it comes back, it's like, it's all rearranged. It's your words, but it sounds entirely different, not entirely different, but it's for me, it's, I sounded better. And mm -hmm. she rearranged the, my thoughts and made it into this thing that is editing. So it's consumable for someone that's reading the book that can make sense. And they're not trying to like, just um, hop around and in the conversation like normal. So there's, there's all these different elements that are there to consumption. And um, we don't want to get too technical because reps are important audience that you already have is very, very important. So if they're responding to you, like, like all my data and everything that anyone says is kind of like useless and should not be considered. So just putting everything in perspective here. I love it. I love it. Well, I love the, the detail of it as well. So what I'm hearing you say is uh, producing is important. Editing is important. And just to clarify for me, editing is making sure that the the conversation flows appropriately and you're not all over the place with your audience so that they can they can go a little bit more linearly through it i would imagine also you're you're talking about the production value of the podcast like we we did a bunch of research at the beginning about like what you need to do and it was very clear you have to have good audio and you have to have you know your intro music and and you know, graphics and certain, certain production aspects of it to get, you know, onto iTunes initially and all, all that stuff and get good uh, listenership. How are you speaking about that as well? Well, I think those, those um, recommendations came about because a bunch of podcasters realized that if there were no recommendations, then people would not take production value into consideration. I think those things are just bare minimum. I'm expecting everyone to do them now in 2021 because that was a thing I, I think the podcasting world was dealing with when I started, right? Uh, so okay. I think that has changed a lot. Uh, I'd expect that to be, you know, removing background noise, having good microphones. That's like a no-brainer at this point. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't even... You know, it's like sentence structure, you know, great. The sentences sound good. And I think that's the thing. But now people are expecting more when you see about how many podcasts and the share of year study. If you're really interested in like stats, uh, Google the share of year study by Edison Research. They do, they do one every year and you get some really good stats on voice on on the share year and podcast and the growth and the numbers and all the medians and means. Okay, fantastic. So talk to me about what you think a successful podcast is. <laughs> Ooh, where your audience responds back to you. That's probably the, the best definition of success because it's not the numbers. Um, and you can't compare podcasting to like other metrics, like 
a Facebook ad or a social media engagement post or, or any of that stuff. I think with Clubhouse that has come on, which is also a big game changer in audio, because three years ago when I was pitching businesses to you know have a podcast, I would say that, can you imagine what's going to happen when we have social media for audio? Because right now, you know, social media for images is such a mature market that we stop all the events that we have to click a selfie so we can use it on social media for image. And, and images is not even native to us. Voice and storytelling, parents sing to their kids before they're even born. Like there's a huge aspect here that there's underlying, right? We've been told to keep quiet. We've been told to shut up. We've been told not to say what we mean. All these things, there's a lot of underlying layers here to podcasting and voice. And with Clubhouse and the evolution of social media for, for voice is that people get a chance to practice with an audience live. It's like the, the comic that goes, you know, every night to the comedy bar, sometimes empty, sometimes they're landing their jokes and someone pops their head in and they leave and they still have to lunch, you know, land the punchline, that's Clubhouse. And I believe what's going to happen is like podcast is going to be like the Netflix special of what they practice there. It's kind of going to go, and this is the, this is the consumable version is, is what I'm predicting in, in the space of audio, I believe. Yeah. The more polished version will be the podcast, the, the more improvised off the cuff, um, work in your material will be clubhouse. Interesting. Yeah. Because, because um, people don't know what to make of Clubhouse because they don't know how to interact in Clubhouse. And the thing about a social medium for audio is or voice is that you have to use your voice to actually find any interaction. There's no listening. It's not radio. It's, I think people are missing the point of Clubhouse. It is actually about being social with voice. And when you so think many that you people, can... but so many people participate in Clubhouse just as an audio, right? They're the they look at the people on the stage, and some people ask, raise their hands, and uh, you know, start using their voice. But a lot of people just are are listening in, correct? They're listening in one hundred percent. But for them to actually be social on that platform is what I'm talking about. It's not really mm -hmm. consumption that I'm talking about. I'm talking about. If you want to be social on the platform, you be social with the medium. Mm. So if you want to be social on Instagram, you, you have good images. If you want to be social on Facebook, you write good posts. If you want to be social on Clubhouse, you have to use your voice. At this point, if you just use your voice, it's, good and it's, it's, it's better than not, is, yeah. is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get um, it. I get what you're saying now. Are you in, like, you're in the audio world, so... Have you had a blast on Clubhouse? Has it been fun or have this, has it been like a, what just happened and how do I get up to speed? And like, what was your, what was your evolution with, with Clubhouse? And, and then I'd also love to know what has been the evolution with Clubhouse? I personally, I probably need to get back on there, but I personally like was doing some stuff in the beginning and I loved it and it was fun, but I, I didn't put my marketing energy there. It was sort of a tantalizing little excursion, but it wasn't a consistent marketing strategy for me. Maybe I missed the boat on that. I don't know, but I'd love to know where you're at with that. Well, I, I don't think, you know, Amira, when you think about 
Clubhouse is the first of its platform. You think Spotify has already decided that they're going to get into that game. LinkedIn has already announced that they're going to get into the game of audio. Um, so, you know, it's still, and they've not even, it's not even public yet. It's still, uh, you know, invite only and just got released to Android maybe three weeks ago. Okay. So still very early stages. I don't think anyone's missed the boat on Clubhouse, even though some marketing might suggest otherwise. I, I, I don't think the thing is still very, 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 very early in that whole game of audio. But for me, I'm not very social on other platforms. In fact, I don't even, I'm not even on email for three years now. I'm off email. I just don't like, just, I don't know, just not, not on it. So, and a lot of my okay. friends. Like, wait, 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 pause. So is that boxer with your assistant? How do you, how do you do work without email? My mind Slack. is blown right now. Slack, Slack, Slack and, okay. and, and assistant and, and Jenna handles like all everything. the other things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Slack, it's not, not typed necessarily. I was, I thought, it's, has it's, he gone all Voxer? Has, is it a hundred percent audio for him? Okay. No, it, it, it's, it's Slack and, and, and a once a week meeting really. Yeah. Um, yeah. so uh, so I, and a lot of my friends were in, in clubhouse, they were, they were like invest, like, you know, on it a lot earlier on in the tech space. So they were like, I got to, I got an invite in November. I didn't do anything with the invite until, I don't know, some part of December. And then I was like, oh, I got in, I, I, I got involved in December and then I got invited into these rooms with all my friends famous friends right and suddenly i was like what is going on this is crazy so then i decided to start my own you know room so i did 30 days of 20 minute rooms in january and um that was an eye opener in itself um so i've done a lot of rooms i've brought a lot of like you know people together on clubhouse can we now pause on, I, can we pause on that yeah. for a second yeah why did you choose 20 minutes what was was there any magic in that number for you and was the idea just you bring your did you pick a different topic each day to to um in different no. guests or were you just like i'm gonna show up and i'm gonna do my thing so I was doing 75 hard phase one. And one of the things you had to pick was one, if you had passed for 30 days, then it scares the big Jesus out of me to go live. And I picked 20 minutes because I couldn't like do it for longer if there was no one in the room. So <laughs> the truth comes minutes. out. Okay. I love this. This is, this is how, <laughs> I mean, I do strategy. I really do do strategy, but sometimes, okay. I'm going to just pull back the curtains here, guys. Sometimes entrepreneurs, like I did this when I was, um, I had to, not had to, let me change my words there. When I chose to run a marathon, I announced it to the world and then I had to do it. Right. Like I was like, okay. And I'm just going to do little yeah. things. And this yeah. idea of making a quick decision, being out there, being accountable to it. And sometimes like this, the strategy is just get started, just commit, just go. And like, you can work out the details later. There are other things where you want to be more thoughtful for sure. But Sometimes yeah. you just, you know, you just have to go. So how did that work out for you? 
<laughs> well, the first room, I was alone for seven and a half minutes. It was lonely. And I've never, uh, I've never met the, the girl that joined me in that room and had a conversation with me and it was great um, again. But it was, I think that learning curve of seven and a half minutes was, was like, was huge, right? And then... Um, can we just pause there for a second, Ronsley? Because yeah. I want to I yeah. like pull out the lessons here on this because this is huge, guys. Like I used to do workshops and two people would show up, okay? Yeah. Like two people. I started yeah. with, it was a different business than I'm in now, but I, it was my business and two people would show up. Now, I closed 50% of the room, but yeah. you know, like two people would show up and I taught my heart out as if there were 30 people in the room, hundred people in the room. I gave those people everything. And which is probably why I, it did work to scale my business, but you know, sometimes you just have to show up and you're like, okay, I'm going to smile you right now to, and go. You, know? you have to show up Amira. And I think that that is credit to you for showing up. So when you think about like marathon and stuff, like there's, there's a training plan to run, right? That, that kind of mileage and your body has to, you have to train your body to get, and I think that's with business as well. It's like, you got to train yourself to lead a business of different sort of teams and team members and clients and all that. And it's like one of the craziest personal development journeys because it really shows you, you know, all, those wounds you think you're trying to protect yourself from right totally and, yeah and then voice you, you you use voice and lay a voice on top of that like i've done 1400 interviews now in the last eight years where i've interviewed people and like i've i've had the pleasure of being in these crazy situations of total heart connection and I can definitely say that as a result of forget any of the monetary, forget the fact that right now it's weird that I make my living from my voice, but forget all of that. I think that me having a conversation with all these people, right? I think I borrowed their energies for this. And I was operating at a higher frequency or a different frequency for like, because I had that interaction. And I think, I don't think we are understanding the real benefit of podcasting, right? It's such a part, like I've only, I'm only here for eight years. Like I, it, you know, it's so, it's so small a time frame when you think about the stuff I get invited to and the conversations I have and the people I know, it's like, it's still a mind blow, right? Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's, uh, I became a godfather for the second time because of my podcast and like, it's crazy. Yeah. So um, I don't know what the question was, Samira, but I went Well, off. we have started and stopped a number of questions, which I could circle <laughs> back to. I want to know the clubhouse story and all of that, but, but you're talking about the people you've gotten to know and, and like, I'm curious, you, you said you were working with Vayner media. So yeah. for those who don't know Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a, marketing expert for lack of a better world, but he has a media company that works with a lot of big name um, corporations and does their marketing, but he also does a lot of his own speaking, both in podcasts, YouTube. He has a videographer traveling around, you know, capturing what he's saying, because he has a lot to say and he's sharing a lot about how to show up for yourself, how to live a good life, how to, you know, 
be persistent in the face of the challenges that businesses have and getting started and all that. So he's a great person to follow. Some people love him. Some people don't. I won't say hate, but some people don't. He's a go hard, hustle hard kind of guy. He's the kind of guy that works 18 hours a day and maybe more. And that's he's Gary. He's just Gary. He's just Gary yeah. doing Gary, right? He's not, he's not Gary doing Ronsley or, or, or that. He's just Gary doing Gary and he's kind of documenting that. And by the way, he has 21 people on his personal brand. So yeah. 21 full-time people on Gary V's personal brand. And helping him my, do that, like get yeah. all of that out there. Yeah. 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 In, in all the different formats. Um, and now uh, he's marketing is a small piece. He's an entrepreneur. I think he's more, he's, you know, one of the craziest people I've ever met. Like I think one of the, the first time I met him, I was late because of New York traffic. And I didn't know, you know, obviously coming from Australia, you don't know New York traffic and I left an hour. Anyway, point is I was late. Um, and I, he spoke and then I spoke, I think I was talking for like, I don't know, 20 seconds. And, and he interrupted you. He interrupted me and he said, Ronsley, I get the feeling from you that you think the world owes you something because you were the first to market. The world owes you nothing. You just have to get better. And this is a real example of how when you get schooled like that, you got to take it as an entrepreneur and you got to like, literally go oh my god i had blinders on and not find a way to defend yourself in that situation right so that opened up a whole bunch of doors uh which you know is absolutely amazing but when i think about him as a person and and the work we do for vayner media and sasha group and all his other companies like as a podcast expert we've we've actually released a couple of shows for them but the point is uh i was actually in working out of their offices in new york when the whole world shut down the 9th to the 13th of march 2020 <laughs> i was we were there and i watched how 1200 people all over the world went in, in vayner media went virtual overnight from thursday to Friday, Friday, I flew JFK, LA. There were 50 people in the whole airport. It was the weirdest experience for me yeah. to see that. But the point is, Gary at that point canceled all outgoing meetings for two and a half weeks and went all internal meetings. He's like, I'm not available to anyone outside except my, my, my team until further notice actually. It was not even two and a half, it happened to be two and a half weeks later, but it was until further notice. And that tells you a lot about how his brain is wired. It is literally what he says is what he does. And it's just yeah. the thing. But Gary is, you know, I've managed to, we, we, you know, we've managed to like create podcasts for some of the most famous people on the planet. And that's like one of the things that has like blown my mind. And it's not necessarily some, it's like, I, I say Vayner Media because, I mean, I think the name maybe attracts a certain kind of crowd or it, it kind of perks people's ears, but it doesn't matter who that person is, right? I think in all those, all those people are trying to get to an audience. It doesn't matter whether you're the Vayner Media, it doesn't matter if you're the Zac Afron, it doesn't matter if you're the politician down, 
who wants to create a podcast for his constituents. It doesn't matter. So it's, we have all these different types of clients who still feel like their message is still not getting out to enough people. And I just want to put that in context to everyone starting off because you said two people. I've driven two and a half hours to speak to three people I didn't even know for someone else's stuff, you know. And I think now that you can open Clubhouse and have an audience is like, wow. Yeah, I think persistence is such a huge thing. I think getting over that the 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 being seen or not being seen or what you're making that mean and and all the the judgment that you have about not being there already and you know i think it's something that happens until it doesn't for you at at every stage it took me a long time not to start going i need to be further along than i am now of course i have growth desires for the company impact desires for the company um, I, I have big goals and dreams. It's, it's, I'm not, not saying that, okay? But I used to go, why aren't I there yet? And compare myself to whoever was 10 years ahead of me or 20 years ahead of me and like start diminishing myself instead of going, let's look, if they can do it, I can do it. That's a big thing. And then what are they doing and do I need to be doing what they're doing now and shortcut things? Or do I need to be doing what they did 10 years ago? Because that's where I'm at right now. And, and trying to discern and, and splice that and not get into a, I'm, I'm not good enough game in, in the entrepreneurial head. Cause you know, it's like, there's always going to be someone who's smarter than you are, prettier than you are, richer than you are, has more likes than you like all of that stuff, you got to get over that and, and shift to doing the work that you love. And, and now that's not to say that I liked speaking to two people or that I wanted to stay at that, but like, that's where I was and this is what we're going to do. And I'm going to give it my whole heart, my whole attention, my whole focus. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think we compare ourselves to our social media reel because you know everyone puts their highlight reels on social mm. media yeah I, i'm not putting the stuff that you know i'm having a hard day and in a fetal position at home trying to figure out what my next move is because holy shit i've decided that i've got to spin all these plates because i'm growing as an entrepreneur and i think this is the next step and i don't put in that stuff on social media I, so people don't know that that's happening and the reason i'm i brought up that i bring up that first meeting with gary and, and I make sure that I say how it was said to me and how the lesson I learned is primarily because we look at someone's social media reel and think that we got to be somewhere that we, we you know, <laughs> we, we feel entitled to be there. And I think um, we forget that there's, there's all these steps that people go through like every single one of them and they still deal with the same issues that you and I deal with psychologically as entrepreneurs, the same issues that you and I and everyone deals with, they all deal with the same thing. And it's, it's not necessarily, um, I am a broken, it's okay for them scenario. And it's really important to get out of that 
and got it out of the victim mentality um, because it's easy to be to blame uh, because our world is created that way. So the our examples are easy to 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 use from that. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can get into, Amira, and I think you know we we can talk about it. But I I just don't want to be go off topic for your show <laughs> you know mindset is a big aspect of my show because you know what i teach is that 80 percent is is tactics and i'm asking you about tactics i'm like is 30 minutes better than an hour or is long form gonna work like like i like this does this work do i need to hold myself back because it's not gonna technically work like we need to know the technical details and there are experts like yourself who know how to produce a podcast who know how to 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 get your voice amplified and and yet that's 20 percent of it like i'm i'm fascinated by it i'm i'm deeply interested you do need to know get the data get the information like i have a thousand and one questions in my head ready to ask you okay and like 80 percent is how you manage you're thinking about everything that's in your world. And, and what you do with that is what's going to be, what's going to make it or break it for you. It's going to, it's what, what's going to drive success. And you really, you really do need to know how I call it the law of relativity, like how to, how to see things from a relative basis. And, you know, are you going to see yourself as not good enough or are you going to see yourself as someone who's in growth and going for it? Like that's a relative stance. And, and it really, it's going to define whether you end up, you know, my, my company's name is the unstoppable woman because I help my audiences, primarily women, but I help women move through those places where they're stopped. It's not that we don't get stopped. It's like, how do you, how do you move through them quicker? How do you stay in the growth and in the momentum? And, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can shortcut it. There are no shortcuts, but the analogy that I use is that you can run the stairs instead of taking them one at a time. You can kind of get some momentum going and, and jump and, and, and get going and, and you can achieve things faster than you have previously done or previously thought is possible, but you, you still have to go through the, the process of, of growth. I think, I think there's, a, there's a really good psychological principle, which is confirmation bias that we all go through, every single one of us, right? We kind of go out of our way to find reasons to support the current beliefs that we have. We all have it. It's just a, 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 a psychological phenomenon. So, the, the, but the point is that for women in particular, right? I, I, I feel I need to talk about this because it, it is something that um, in Clubhouse as well has been exposed, which is for you to be professional, you have to do these certain things. And those certain things are all white man professional. And then you realize, wait, the, what is professional, right? What is, um, and today you have the ability to pick what professional is for you, what value looks like for you, and you can pick the people you want. So I think one of the elements that's super important to bring this all together is like self-awareness and knowing your 
thing because you can have all the mentors in the world. They're not all going to give you the, they're going to give you perspective. They're not going to give you answers because you'll find the answers while you're connecting the dots backwards is always, you know, easy. You can always, it looks like a great plan. Me talking about my story right now, but at the time I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing next. It's like, literally I'm making the, the decision with the best information I have for so women let's pause, in particular. Let's, let's pause there for a second, just to call that out. There is uncertainty in business and many clients of mine, many listeners of mine, they they're challenged with this idea that they need that they think that they're supposed to have uh, a incredible level of certainty in order to move forward, and that's just that's just not the case. You're always going to be stymied if that's what you're looking for. Well, uh, that's a good point you bring up here because you know certainty is an illusion. What is certain? There's nothing that is certain. Like I literally could drop dead right now. Like right now, it's just like, it's not, it's just that we don't think of all the possibilities. And when we use our brain to think about the possibilities and not our heart, and that's a whole different conversation. I, I believe what help, happens in those moments is we look back at patterns that we have. And for women, I think one of the things that, that was scarce is role models or like this is what it looks like representation that's why it's so more important than you know just to get a uh you know um equality i suppose it's more about the younger generation looking at at role models so the patterns looking at being self-aware and looking at our patterns is so key because when that happens then you can start to look at other ways and other perspectives of how other people dealt with those same patterns and you can use that so for when you're using when you have a podcast and you're trying to use your podcast as one of those ways to express yourself and when you think when i think about the fact that my ancestors and your ancestors did not have the opportunity to just go out and say whatever they wanted to say when they felt like saying it and not be judged and, 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 and have all that kind of stuff. I think the freedom that we have today is like sort of paramount. So I think that, um, when you're thinking about putting yourself out there, look at who is looking at you because you're a role model. And I believe mothers are the original entrepreneurs. I believe there's a whole element here of, um, value exchange that we've not even gotten into. So, um those patterns are probably are probably the 80 percent to getting so the self-awareness is probably 80 percent to getting a successful podcast is my opinion i love that i love that so it's internal thinking patterns that like to do the pattern recognition i just did a whole two-day um private retreat with a group of women and and that's exactly what we looked at ronsley we looked at so Tell me, you know, list out your challenges. I'm, I'm going to give you the, the 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 process that I put together for them. List out, you know, five or ten of your most recent challenges. Pick one. Doesn't have to be the biggest. It's the one that you're just drawn to. Pick one, and then let's figure out what happened as a result of that. Like this, what this happened, and this happened, and this happened. What did you feel? What did you think? How did you behave? Then what happened? What was the result of that? And like play out that whole thing, and then let's look for the patterns right? Yeah. Because you have an addiction to being 
a certain way. And it's, I use that to wake people up and to show them what's happening. But then let's, let's see you. Oh, you're, you're addicted to being at this, this emotional set point. Okay. You're only okay. If you come back to disappointment or come back to chaos or come back to, to, uh, frustration and that's your set point and everything gets played out for that. So I know we're far away from podcasting land, but you know, no, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah, Your point exactly. Right. Your point exactly. So I, I take that back, but that, the way, you know, there's that adage, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And I didn't understand that for so many years. I thought it was just this like pat thing that people, you know, this clever little pithy statement that people throw out because I didn't see how I was showing up, coming back to my internal self image of what was available for me. What was it? Okay. How was it okay to live? Like you have to live with a certain amount of frustration or victim or blame or, or, or challenge. And it's not to say as an entrepreneur, there aren't challenges. There are. Okay. We're not going to sugarcoat it. (laughs) Right. Like that's not, that's not true. But, but if you recognize your patterns, have that level of self-awareness, then you can start changing how you respond. You might still be triggered, but you can change how you respond until you're, you're no longer triggered by the thing. Well, when you think about, when you think about any training, right. In, in a marathon, like when you're trying to, to run a marathon, for example, you get to a point of, uh, of breakage for a reason. And it's the training that allows you to like, now I can run a city, you know, like to be able to just run us to go to a new city and run a city is a privilege. Not many people on the planet can do that. So when you it's the same thing with podcasting, when you kind of like do your reps, and you kind of um, realize that you bump up against the wall, because someone said something or a conversation went in a different way, or you got upset because something didn't go according to plan, whatever that might look like. Um, those are usually really good indicators as to what the next step is, because, you know, if you're at a stage where everything has to go kind of plan and it's something has not gone according to plan, then, and you're going to get really upset. It's going to spoil your day. Then it, it tells you that if you bring a team member on at that stage, it's going to create more chaos, right? And you can't be the leader in that situation. So you have to learn, how to deal with that situation and lead. So I think it's all these different, different, um, the world or the universe gives us all these learnings or lessons that we would like pick up on to. Yeah. And the podcasting is like a microcosm for life. It like allows you to learn all these lessons and, and so is business and entrepreneurship as well. So I love it. I mean, the fact that we get to have this conversation, right? I still, it still blows my mind. Some of the clients that we've helped, right? I'm still not comfortable. Like I still, I I still feel like someone's going to knock on the door and say, that was all a joke. That was all, (laughs) you know, so I, I, if you notice, I'm, I'm still like, when you mentioned, I, 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 it's a constant battle, I believe. And I think that it's, depends on your patterns and your experiences and what you're carrying that makes certain things feel more like bigger than 
it for for yourself i suppose yeah 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 i love it i love it well this has been absolutely freaking amazing i could keep talking to you for hours but we're gonna wrap because i've just been schooled that long form is not the way to go (laughs) um lovingly schooled uh is there anything that you share where people can i have one follow-up question actually so don't 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 take off but um, where can people find your podcast? Can you tell them where they can find their podcast? And if they want more information about you, where they can find you and your favorite social media channel? Uh, yeah. Um, best place is just like Ronsley on Google is probably what's going to give you, you know, different places to find me, but I have the psychology of entrepreneurship, which is an audio documentary style show, um, where I interview a whole range of different people. Um, and uh, it's just it's about, about 40 hours of work that goes into each of those volumes. But I've interviewed people on death row. I've in- interviewed like some famous people. I've interviewed actors. I've, it's just a, it's just a, it's just something that I enjoy doing that we land up making a show about. That's really what it is. But it's all around the psychology of our decisions. And I got, uh, should I start a podcast, which is more, uh, I suppose, show about you starting a podcast and, and ideas on how to grow it. So find us there. But Clubhouse is probably the most I'm social I'm on. So if you want to come and hang out with me on Clubhouse, please do that at Ronsley. Will we be like one of seven people in the room? <laughs> Just teasing you. <laughs> if that. Right, exactly. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. It was my little, my little <laughs> wicked sense of humor. Uh, okay, so everyone, go check out his stuff. He's the wealth of information and just like a good soul and has like great insights. So I encourage you to go, go follow him, go check him out. Um, go find him on Clubhouse so that, you know, maybe the three of us can all hang out, right? <laughs> okay. And so what makes you unstoppable? I actually got asked this yesterday as well. No kidding. Who asked that question? Well, not in in your words of unstoppable. (laughs) It's like, how can you, how did you, um, you know, I'm 40 years old. And if I list the things that I've done, it's like three lifetimes. And, and it's just, I'm still surprised by it. And I feel like, um, for me, it's just the idea that I've been given these gifts. I don't know why and how, and I don't really need to sort of understand that part. I just know that I'm so privileged and so lucky and so blessed. And if I don't do anything with it, then it's kind of like, what, like, what a waste. So that's the only thing I can think about that, that what keeps me going and what keeps me unstoppable. And I think I'm stoppable. I think I have to stop once in a while for myself because that allows me to go further. And I think those rest periods are really important. So yeah, that's my learnings. I love it. I love it. Well, I'd love to share a few reflections with you before we officially wrap up. Please. One, I super duper appreciate the the stopping 
to be unstoppable, right? You need rejuvenation. And thank you for pointing that out. It's so key. And I think a lot of people think that it's only a go hard, nonstop kind of life for the entrepreneur. And sure enough, there's, there's work, but you know, you you do have to do the rejuvenation. But I also want to reflect to you that it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Like, I love your energy. You, I love your smile. I love the way you listen. You listen intently and you think about what would be, I can, I can intuit the wheels turning in your mind as I'm having this conversation with you that you're, you're, you're thinking about what would be the most impactful thing, not necessarily the most, um, uh, the best soundbite or the most simplistic or the most um, user-friendly answer, you really gave incredibly thoughtful <laughs> and, and somewhat more complex, which I think people are completely um, capable and craving. And I'm just uh, grateful that that is the way you came to this uh, conversation and how you I, shared I- I have to thank you. Thank you, Amir. I appreciate um, all the love you're throwing, throwing at me. Uh, I enjoyed this conversation too. It just flew by the time. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. So I'm going to end on that. Uh, thank you. for being, Thank you for having me here. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. That's how it's done, guys. This is how we're going to end the show. I love it. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Reach out to us, post on uh, YouTube. If you think that I should uh, clean up my, my timing on the the podcast, whether I have to get it all to the same time period, or you like my wacky and wild ways and please share and have a great and awesome day. Thank you so much for joining us and for being a part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. I want to let you know that we've got a ton of free resources for you for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. Please go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting the message out. Share this podcast with all the unstoppable women in your life, your friends, your colleagues, your business besties. Please do that. And if you're game, we'd super duper duper appreciate a review on iTunes as well. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.